seven strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill them every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill them? If I did, there well, would be hundreds. Well, no, it took you 12 months. Then he rings up Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started laughing. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. All right. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's a lovely day, and we're looking forward to giving some new content to our murder herd. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm super excited about this case today, as I have told you yeah. multiple, multiple times. Yeah, you've been teasing at it for like two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you? Good. Um, I got a car. Exciting. Yeah. Did you see it? Have you seen it? Yeah, the, the white thing in the back. Uh-huh. It's a Subaru. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Now our listeners can can hear the end of this saga. That is um, your stolen, what was it? Your catalytic converter. It was stolen and it was worth more than my car. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up having to go and get a new car and yay. <laughs> <laughs> but. I will say it's really nice having air conditioning that works because in my old car, the heater was constantly on. It, you couldn't turn it off and oh. the air conditioning did not work and my driver window didn't work. And there's just like a ton of little problems like that. So it's like really nice being able to go through a drive through again. <laughs> Those aren't little problems. I'm, I'm pretty sure having the heater on burns fuel faster. Well, you know, that that explained why I had to get gas so much. <laughs> I just thought it was an old car. <laughs> I mean, that too. Yeah. So. This would never happen. But it's a, it's a little funny that if someone had found your car and stolen the car, but left the catalytic converter on the floor, you would have made more money off of what was left than the reverse. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they were pretty much like, yeah, we'll come pick up your car <laughs> for free. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But what can you do? Well, get a new car. Yes. But Danny, would you say this is the most exciting thing that's happened in the last several weeks? I don't know, Gabe. Is it? Uh, I mean, I didn't notice, but that's, that's me. <laughs> I actually don't know. If Kobe cares if I say or not. Oh, you should you should call out to him. Hey, Kobe. Do you care if we say I'm engaged or not? You already said it. No, we haven't. Yeah, might as well say it, though. Yeah, so I also got some new bling. Yeah. <laughs> Best way to put it. Uh-huh, on my left hand. In other words, I'm engaged. So that happened, and that's been my exciting month. Yeah, although it that was actually f- four weeks ago now. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kobe and I were doing this thing where we just didn't tell Gabe or my brother. And we're like, I wonder if they'll notice. And they didn't notice. So yeah. I, I'm honestly a little surprised I didn't notice. I have I mean, had... It, it's huge. It is a big ring. Yeah. And I Well, I have okay. really small hands. So Okay, were you honestly wearing that the whole time? Yeah. Every time I've seen you. Really? Yeah. I, it's it's a decent size. Like, that's a big ring. I don't know how I would have missed that. <laughs> I, I have three jeweler clients. I, yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I even at one point, like, pointed at something on my phone, and I swear you looked at it. And I was like, oh, maybe he just didn't want to, like, say something because it seemed rude. I don't know. I don't, I may have honestly not even associated it with your left hand. <laughs> I may have just thought, like, that's strange. Danny's wearing a ring. Yeah, I never wear jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah. Anyways, back on topic. So, yeah, those are the big things happening in my life. Apparently, nothing's happening in yours. No, nothing especially. No, nothing on that level for sure. Mm-hmm. I already have a car, and I don't have any engagements coming up. Yeah. But... We'll bring it back now. Do it. Speaking of relationships, I think this is Gabe's dream woman here. Oh, I'm ready. 
You so ready? I hope she's still alive. (laughs) She is. I did the math. She's 60-something now. (laughs) Um, Oh, and my notes are working again. Oh, good. Wait, how did that happen? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so her name... Her name is Juana. It's in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to do my best. Okay. Her name is Juana Barraza. B-U-R-R-A-Z-A. Huh. I've never heard of that last name. Okay. Barraza. Is her her name Juana or Juana? Like with a J or a W? J. Okay. So yeah, got it. Juana. Juana. Yeah. And she was born in Hildago, Mexico. Do you know where that is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's like a rural part of Mexico, and she was born in 1958. Yeah, so her mom's name was Justa, J-U-S-T-A, Justa. Yeah. Nailing it. And her mom was an alcoholic prostitute. Juana's or Justa's mom? Oh, sorry. Okay, so Juana's the girl we're going to be talking about. Her mom is Husta, and Husta was a alcoholic prostitute. Got it. And so Husta got married at a very young age to a man named Trinidad. Uh, she got married at age 13. So very young. <laughs> yeah. And she ended up leaving, or I'm not really sure if she left or her husband left, but they ended up breaking up and... Husta and her daughter Juana moved back in with Husta's mom. So this would be Juana's grandmother. Got it. And the Husta's stepfather. So that would be Juana's step grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is all confusing. Three generations, one house. Okay. Yeah, common. Uh, that's pretty common. Even even now mm-hmm. in, Me- yeah. in Mexican culture. Yeah, especially in because it's expensive living okay so after moving in with after husta moved in with her mom and her stepfather she ended up remember she's an alcoholic prostitute got married at a young age she like has issues she ended up in a relationship with her stepfather oh wow okay plot twist yeah this is gonna be some novella shit The stepfather had some very archaic views of women, and he thought they should not go to school, they should not know how to read, like they belong in the kitchen, and he did not let Juana go to school, and because of this, her education level was pretty minimal, and she never learned how to read. Now, Husta, Juana's mom, was pretty abusive towards her and when who's when sorry when Juana was 12 years old so Husta would have been almost 30 in her 30s at this point Husta exchanged her daughter for three beers when Juana was 12 like that's how bad it was yeah so this man who took Juana was named Lugo L-U-G-O Lugo and he would continue to regularly rape Juana for between four and five years. And he managed to impregnate her multiple times. She had quite a few miscarriages, but ended up having one child, her son, with him. Now, it turns out, Husta told her brother that Juana was living with this man, her rapist, on, like, her own free will. She wanted to be there. Like, it was just crazy. But then Juana's mother, Husta, ended up... It's so confusing with their names being similar. Yeah. Okay. Juana's mother ended up dying of psoriasis, which is a scarring of the liver, and it's really common from over-drinking. And Juana, like takes advantage of this and she bails and leaves the life she's in and she goes to Mexico City to start a new life with her and her son. She ends up having several marriages and all of them end up failing and between those she has three kids. 
1984, so let's see, she was born in 58, so she was in her 30s. Her eldest son was mugged and beaten with a baseball bat and ultimately ended up passing away. So she's had like a tough life. Yeah. She was born in 58, right? Mm -hmm. She should be 26. So she's in her 20s? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. She's our age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so she went through quite a few different jobs after she moved to Mexico City. Things like um, a street vendor for a while. She sold popcorn for Mexican like wrestling competitions. And then during the 1980s and 1990s is her most notable job. She toured Central Mexico as a luchador <laughs> or as a masked, masked wrestle, wrestler. I can talk. So she called herself, here we go, <laughs> uh -huh. La Dama del Silencio. Oh, the Dame of Silence? Yeah, the Lady of Silence. Yeah. So this... So this sport consists of a villain and a good guy, and Juana always played the bad boy. Not bad boy, the bad guy. Okay. <laughs> in an interview, she even came out and said, like, I'm bad to the core. And I mean, obviously, she was like playing it up for the media, you know? Right. But yeah. So she would compete in this pink costume, and it looked exactly like, oh my gosh, what are they called? A Power Ranger. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And this was this was before the Power Rangers were a thing, I think. Sure. I don't know. And her saying she's bad to the core. Mm -hmm. There's a song called Bad to the Bone. <laughs> yeah. That was like really popular in the 80s. Ooh. Maybe she inspired both. <laughs> <gasps> she's amazing. Trendsetter. Yes, she is. Okay. So she would earn around 300 to 500 pesos per fight, which is like... 15 to 25 US dollars now. Yeah, but at the time, because of inflation, mm -hmm. it was probably a little better. I probably should have looked that up, yes. She's also a single mother, and then. Yeah, yeah. That, that complicates everything, yeah. <laughs> Those damn kids. <laughs> and then in 1995, she gave birth to a fourth kid, and this, like, really made her start to be like struggle and she ended up starting to steal from stores and she eventually evolved to begin breaking into homes and stealing from them and in 1996 so one year after her last kid was born she came up with a plan with her friend Araceli uh, Martinez. The plan was for one of them, or for both of them to dress in nurse clothing and then pretend to be nurses to gain access to the homes of the elderly, and one of them would distract this older person while the other one would go and just like steal anything valuable without the victim even knowing they're being robbed. But, so they did this for a while, but Air, Araceli? Araceli? Araceli, yeah. Go with that one. She was in a relationship with a corrupt federal police officer. And they were like, you know what? We can get more money if we just extort Juana. So they, the police officer went to Juana and he's like, I know what you're doing. You have to give me 12,000 pesos or I'm going to arrest you. So obviously her financial situation became even worse after having to come up with 12,000 pesos. And to make it even worse, in 2000, Juana had to retire from wrestling because she had a really bad back injury. So she continued doing her whole like breaking into older people's homes throughout this whole time, but in 
On November 25th, 2002, Juana had broken into 64-year-old Maria de la Luz Gonzalez, Anya's home. A lot of names there. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, she hadn't really broken into. She was like, hey, I'm a nurse. I'm here to help you. And Maria was like, come on in, because I'm old and nobody would ever try to hurt me. So Maria supposedly made a derogatory remark to Juana and Juana became just like super upset and she's like I just I got really mad what she said to me was not okay and I took my stethoscope and strangled her to death actually I shouldn't say Juana ever said that she never was like I did this so (laughs) that's what happened um okay so Maria dies and Three months go by without anything remarkable happening. But in March of 2003, she goes on to murder again. So she once again is like, hey, I'm a nurse. And this 84-year-old woman named... (laughs) Guillermina? Guillermina? Yeah, yes, that one. I've heard of Guillermo. I guess Guillermina would be the feminine equivalent. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, so she breaks into her, she strangles her, and kills her. And she kill goes on to kill six more people after that, all over the age of 76. It turns out how she was getting these people's information was she got a list of women who were on a government assistance program, and she used this list to scout out old women who lived alone and then she would pose as either a government employee or a nurse and she would be like, hey, I'm here to help you with this program. A lot of the times she would scout these women out when they went to like sit in a park or something. This comes in later, I'll tell you why. Okay, so (laughs) in 2004, Juana killed a suspected 14 more old women. At this point, she's killing them and robbing them or like taking their stuff. Mm-hmm. But why did she make the switch? I mean, she, this was working prior to the murders. So why? Ask me that again after. Okay. Will you remember? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, in 19... Oh, okay. So in 1998, this is like a few years earlier than where we were. There was a significant increase of elderly being murdered. Uh, in Mexico City specifically. So I guess we're actually going to kind of go into your question now. Okay. So there's speculation at this time that there's a serial killer on the loose who's targeting older women, but these murders were never connected to Juana because it was kind of before she had escalated to that. But it is thought that maybe this had given her the idea to change to murder and then also there is speculation that when she had first killed maria it kind of was like uh getting back at her mom kind of thing like her mom was an older woman now and like maybe part of her mental state like she did this to get back at her mom in a way that's all speculation she is never gonna be like yeah i murdered these people so right we don't know why but okay so then flash forward again to mid 2005 so in 2004 she had killed a speculated 14 old women now in 2005 a woman named carmen camila gonzalez miguel was murdered i feel like (laughs) never mind (laughs) She was an 82-year-old mother of a prominent Mexican criminologist named Luis Rafael, oh my god, Luis Rafael Moreno Gonzalez. And this made like big waves in Mexico because he was a prominent figure and this was his mom. Because of this, police So before this, police had been really hesitant to admit that there was a serial killer on the loose. They were like, no, it's chill. They're old. They die, you know. Yeah. But uh, by now, it was getting harder and harder to be like, 
yeah, these people are just like getting strangled in the same way and like ignoring it. So in 2005, police come out and they're like, okay, there is a killer and we're coining the name here. You're going to have to read this name, Gabe, because I can't even. All right, I just hand it can't. Over. Oh, that is a name. <laughs> El Mata Viejitas. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's so silly. It would, it's literally just like the old lady killer. Yes, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> El and Mata Viejitas. Come no, on. That's just, yeah. <laughs> what does the L mean? It's just the. Right. But what does it imply about the person? Oh, it was just like, it is just like a more formal like declaration. Like this is the killer. Right. Okay. But they were like, it's a man. They kept saying that. Oh, right. I was thinking, I wasn't even thinking of it as a gender thing. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, would there even be like a gender neutral way to say it? No. I mean, that's why it, mm-hmm. that would be the default. Yeah. That's why I read it as like the gender neutral one. Yeah. But, so, but you're right. Yeah. So they suspected the killer to be a man. They didn't really, they had like somebody come out and give a, um, oh, what's it called? They're like, we're like, this is what we can say about the killer. We can come up with this. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, there's usually there's certain protocols where you can't divulge too much information Mm -hmm. to the public because you get a lot of people who come forward and are are like, I did that or I know who did that. So you have to be selective about what what you release. Yeah, they did. And then they came out and they're like, okay, we think the killer is a man. He's very smart and clever. And they ended up beginning Operation Parks and Gardens, where they increased police. They increased surveillance. They gave out PSAs about being safe if you're an old lady. And the best part, they paid elderly women to come to parks and try to do a sting operation. So, like, they paid these old ladies to come volunteer to, like, sit in parks and, like, see if somebody came up to them and, like, been like, hi, I'm with the government assistance. And it did I mean, not work. <laughs> I, I appreciate the attempt, but the MO of the killer was to go to their homes posing as an employee. But sometimes the killer would meet them in parks. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Got it. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, yeah. come volunteer to be bait. Anyways. Whatever works. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> but they tried. So after this, an eyewitness reports seeing somebody with a stocky build in women's clothing running away from a crime scene. And the police come out, and they're like, okay, this suspect is a man who's confused about their sexual identity, but obviously, like, they're not a woman. It is a man. And part of this was, like, some of the murders had been done by somebody, like, clearly super strong. Well, not super strong, but, like, (laughs) stronger than, like, somebody would think a woman is. Right. If you're a wrestler, you're going to be strong. Exactly. that was part of it, but also it was really not the best way to go about this is saying it's somebody confused with their sexual identity because a lot of queer people were arrested as suspects especially queer people are in poorer places they were just like oh you kind of fit this very vague description we have so we're gonna arrest you and it was just super messed up yeah but So in October of 2005, police arrested 49 trans women because they were like, yeah, you fit this vague demographic we have. And then in October 25th of 2006, this is a whole year later, Juana was targeting Anna Marie Reyes. After strangling Anna, she left the house and was seen... So, either Anna was the landlord or a tenant. Every single article switched. There is no... I have no idea. She was either the landlord or the tenant. But, when Juana was leaving the house, 
she was seen by a man coming back who was either the landlord or the tenant. <laughs> so, does that make sense? Anna, who lived at the house who had just been strangled, was in the house, and then a guy was returning to the house, and he sees Juana leaving. Yeah. So, he goes into the house, and he sees on Anna dead strangled to death and he's like holy snaps so he turns around books it after this woman he saw leaving the house and he manages to catch her and then police who are nearby are able to come really quickly and apprehend her and they're like what what is this it's a woman (laughs) (laughs) and she was carrying a stethoscope a speg Beg something majiggity. It's a blood pressure monitor. Pension forms. A social worker ID card that she had forged. Names and addresses of old women who she was targeting. So she was immediately arrested and she was like, okay, I did it. I murdered Anna, but I have no idea what you're talking about with the rest. I didn't do it. And... After obtaining a warrant, they go into her apartment and they find newspaper cutouts of all the murders of old ladies. Why would she keep trophies like that? I don't know. She was tried for 30 murders, but she only admitted to one. And she was found guilty of killing 16 older women. And she was sentenced to 759 years in prison. But the maximum sentence under Mexican law is 60 years. So she's likely going to serve the full 60 years. And this was in 2006, so it'd be like 2066 when she gets out. She was born in the 50s? Mm-hmm. So she's 60-something right now. Yeah, she's not going to make it. Mm-mm. So it doesn't really... Yeah. matter that much. When she heard the verdict, she said, may God forgive you and not forget me. And said she would appeal. But I could find nothing saying she ever appealed. So I don't think she has. Maybe, she, maybe there's like a minimum time frame. She has to, you know, like she can only appeal after X amount of years. Maybe. Yeah, like half her sentence. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is... The story of Juana Barraza. Dang. A bit of a shame because you, she has such a rough upbringing that you want to root for her. And then she just starts killing old women. Old women! And right? I, like, I read in Mexican culture, especially at that time, like, they're respected. You don't mess with them. Yeah, there's a lot of respect to the uh, for the elderly. Mm-hmm. Same with like Southeast Asian cultures. Not here. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> in the U.S., they shove you in a in a home, and they're like, "Man, okay." So I I went to a home a number of times because a friend of mine, he was the sole relative of his grandmother, mm-hmm. and at a certain point, she she was too feeble to be taken care of by him. Yeah. So he had to sadly put her in a home. And he would go visit her regularly, and I would come with him sometimes. There was this interaction I had with a woman there. She was calling out for help, so I went in there to offer her something. Like, oh, do you need water? And she ended up telling me this story of how she was originally from, uh, like, West Africa. And she met a man, came to the U.S. with him, married him, and lost touch with her family back home. And now here she was at the end of her life, with like no relatives, no way of contacting them, and just like waiting to like die at this home in California, and that I'm like, wow, these these are terrible places. That's depressing. People just like end up here at the end of their lives, and they have kids or whatever, and they they hardly come visit, and they're just waiting. Yeah, yeah, it's really sad. But but not in Mexico. No, because there's so much. Um, like it, it, it like, can happen yeah but usually like so many families in one house or right yeah or like they come move in with the family yeah i mean it's which is so much better yeah i know i have i have some close friends in mexico I, I lived um there for about eight months a few years ago 
and I made some good friends. And it's it's super normal to be living in these houses with your parents and your grandparents. Mm-hmm. And here it's just not, you know. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you which way is better, but there is certainly advantages to both. Yeah. We tend to value our independence more here in the U.S. And here, it's all about like leaving the nest, forging your own path and getting your own home. But you do leave people behind. Yeah, that's so sad. But uh, yeah, so this was, that just made it even more of a shock in Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. And I, I feel, I don't, I understood that there was this unrelated these unrelated killings happening and so Mm -hmm. she just decided to roll with it because it would get blamed on this other (laughs) person or persons but i still don't fully understand why she had to kill them if her plan of like robbing them while she's there posing as a nurse was working fine literally every single article you can find will tell you the same thing is that she was trying like this was a way for her to try and get back at her mom in some way Mm mm-hmm which, like, because maybe, like, they reminded her of her mom or maybe she was upset because they, like, they could have been her mom. Like, because they're all pretty much, not all, but, like, they're all probably better than her mom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her mom wasn't, and you know, I'm sure her mom was the victim of circumstance, oh, too. Oh, for sure. She got married at age 13. Yeah. But it's, uh. Yeah, you can't just go killing no. a bunch of unrelated people. And there's probably some more issues also. Like, she never actually learned to read. She, like, had, like, a yeah. vague ability to, but she never really learned. And No, that is that is super common. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people my grandparents' age were illiterate, especially the women. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of weird, just, like, cultural cultural things. Like, I once made my way to the northern part of Mexico City and I was visiting an aunt and she made me some food and I went to go clean up my plate and she was like what like don't clean up your plate like that's like a woman's thing and I was oh. like well, I was like no like I'm gonna like you made me food I'm gonna clean up my my plate like yeah. as I as I should but you know that's just the world she she grew up in meanwhile Travis leaves his dishes around I get super mad at him I'm like, dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Danny. Be I mean, a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, that, that stuff is so, uh, I wish I could have had a longer conversation with her about that kind of thing, but it's, you know, my that aunt of mine, she's got to be in her late 60s. So it's just so much a part of you at that point. Yeah. Um, when Juana was arrested, she actually like came out and said like she was proud of how like well she did raising her kids like how much better she did compared Mm -hmm. to how she was raised and it's just so sad that that's a common it's it's a valid statement but you you don't want to lean on it too hard of course yeah because yeah it's the stories i would hear from my own relatives of like how they were raised uh like beatings were normal and they're like, yeah, like I, like I barely like spanked my kids, and it's like it is like in terms of progress made, it's a huge leap, spanking your kids versus like hitting them with broom handles. Yeah, but Ugh, she targeted old yeah. lady, the old lady killer. Yeah. Like why? She was this strong, like woman who knew how to wrestle. She could have targeted, I don't know, men. I mean, it's, it's that's why though, because they were the most vulnerable. Because she was not, she didn't fit the the profile of someone who would do this. Yeah, that's true. She she got away with it for so long. Yeah. I mean, how many, She so she was tried for 30? Yes. Yeah. And then arrested, or like actually charged with how many? 16. Yeah. But some people think she might have killed up to 49 old ladies. That's pretty insane mm-hmm. that's a lot of people <laughs> yeah i'm surprised only she was only caught because that one guy saw her mm-hmm. and i mean they never before she was like seen at the crime and caught within seconds they never changed like thinking it could be a 
woman. They never thought that. So she could have kept going and going. Yeah, it would just be like almost unthinkable at that time for like, what? Like no like man would dress up as a woman just to kill old ladies. Because women can't do that. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that criminologist thought afterwards. If he was like, huh, maybe I should re-examine <laughs> what I think is, is possible here. Mm-hmm. Or if he was like, Profile. That's what yeah. I was trying to think of earlier. He came oh. with a profile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> yeah. But, he should, yeah. um, for sure. But do you see why she's your dream woman? She wrestles. No. That is no. She, yes, you love wrestling. <laughs> I, I I primarily a striker. Which I don't know is, what that means. Is, it's someone who, it's Muay Thai. It's, it's closer to kickboxing. I, look, I love jujitsu. I did jujitsu for, for some time, but... Her... It's two people in a ring fighting. Yeah. Same thing. Well, but it's fake fighting. <laughs> She's closer to WWE than she is to what I do. Fine. Fine. I'll just and, have to find somebody else. And she strangled old women. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that'd be a deal breaker for you. That's a minor deal breaker for sure. <laughs> just a minor one? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a... What's a hard one deal I suppose everything's negotiable. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that, that's especially mean. And I'm like, what's the worst like thing she could have done? <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty close. Like targeting old women. That's probably that's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's one thing to steal. Like the, okay, the stealing, targeting old women to steal from them is is shockingly common down there. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh. So sometimes it's not even steel. It's more like a con. This happened to my grandmother. My grandfather passed away earlier, as tends to happen with men. And some people apparently came to the house when someone wasn't there. I don't know how they were, they were able to do this because from my understanding, you know, this must have been before my grandmother got really feeble. So not long after my grandfather passed away, she was still independent you know she could still walk without assistance cook whatever mm-hmm. but i guess pe- people arrived and they told her that my grandfather had buried money somewhere in the house and they wanted to like help find it so they went to their bedroom they, what used to be their bedroom and they dug up the ent- like the entire floor being like it's got to be buried in here and she like believed them they ended up digging up this floor and then like putting everything back and it was only obvious that things had been dug up because they had like it used to be this really nice like red tile uh-huh. and instead they had like put it back together and then had to like paint over everything red so it, it was clearly like had been disturbed yeah and then only then did she come clean about like oh what? yeah some people thought what why yeah. why would they dig up the because they told her like Oh, we were told he, like, buried some money here. But, but, like, did they steal from her? No, they were paid for their work. Oh. Yeah. So she paid them. Yeah. Oh, so they were like, gosh. oh, we'll, like, dig up this area where the treasure is, where, the you know, the money was buried for this much, this and amount. And there was no. And there was no. But scams of, of the elderly do happen. That's so and it's, sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happens here, too. It happened to my grandma when she lived here. They, like, these people came in a white van, and they're like, hey, your um, your son hired us to come clean your carpets. And my grandma was like, oh, he did? That's so sweet. And she let him in, and they cleaned the carpets, and they're like, okay, that's gonna... Well, they didn't clean the carpets. They, like, got it. The carpet's super wet and gross. Oh. And they're like that's gonna be like six hundred dollars and your son said he would pay you back and she was like oh he doesn't need to do that and she paid them and we had to come like have somebody actually clean the carpets because they messed them up so bad yeah oh my gosh people suck yeah i mean shoot how many how many i i I swear i remember remember a story about this old like not not uh not a home but like an older community, mm-hmm. uh, like a bunch of condos that they were found to be like overcharging their tenants or like jacking up the rates every year because 
they only accepted people people above a certain income level so they like had calculated okay we can bleed them dry at like this rate for this long and it was only until you know of course one of the kids looked into the contracts that they were like whoa this is like really messed up but yeah wow. well <laughs> yeah easy targets yep and definitely taken advantage of jeez yep but and if you have grandparents it doesn't hurt to check in on them every now and then <laughs> and just make you know ask them have you received any calls mm -hmm. people offering services or saying you needed to pay more for something yeah because even something like um if your grandparents are paying for like internet and they get talked into like getting like a bundle deal oh like you gotta have tv you gotta have phone you gotta have this and that like you know it doesn't hurt to check hey like what are you what are you actually using maybe we don't have you don't need to be paying for everything oh yeah we're in a freaking bundle and we don't even have a phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, to, to give credit to the internet company that services this area they usually incentivize that by like making it cheaper to get the bundle than like just two or three things that's what they said and then they just keep raising our rates and i have to call them but i've been putting it off because i hate talking on the phone <laughs> and ugh. just send them an email i i've tried emailing them i've tried doing that like live chat thing and they're always like you have to call this number to change anything except unless you want to upgrade and i'm like yeah. gosh darn it <laughs> <laughs> oh so anyways yeah you could hire an assistant no, I'm not going to hire somebody just to call my... I don't know. <laughs> just be like, can you do all the life things I can't handle? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought this story had it all. It had a wrestling. It had <laughs> an old woman. It had a strong, independent, single mother. Yeah. Went down a very dark path. Yeah, because the environment she grew up on is sadly... Um, was not was not a unique one for that time but it was so dark yeah anyways so that was wanna barraza yeah look at me i'm not gonna try that one but yeah i can't believe i missed the 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 gendered part of that you see, this is what happens when you spend too much time in the u.s <laughs> but at the same time like i wasn't sure if maybe it's also a gender neutral like as neutral as you can get like it's just the yeah it, it's, it's the default how do you say table La Mesa. Oh, I would not have remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which, which is feminine. I know. They're like, you know, it's just kind of how the language is formed. There's no shortage of gendered languages. Mm-hmm. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah. I avoided going into much depth about her going in and murdering the old people, because I didn't want to. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah. So that's although, that. although maybe the sickos who listen to us might have been like, come on, Danny, get to the good stuff. I'll give you a little snippet. She killed yeah. them all by strangulation. Was it always with the No, sometimes she used, um, like, you know, old f telephones had like a cord. Yeah. She used that or she used like stockings for legs. Whoa. Or she used... Um, scarves pretty much you know anything but those seem to be the main ones well that's that yeah <laughs> thanks for listening yeah. um tune in next week oh yeah when we talk about somebody someone. else <laughs> to be decided thank you bye <laughs>